Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Well, let's go by the word Easter. This is one of the most important and oldest festival of the Christian church, Easter. You know, which is actually the celebration of the resurrection of Christ as a held majorly in the western world and all over the world and between March 21st and April 25th. Easter is not always a regular date. It always moves. Is that okay? Right. So, but it's always between the 21st of March and the 25th of April. It's always on the first Sunday after the full First moon, as it were, following the northern spring's equinox. I don't want to bother you about that. Praise the Lord. But it has to do with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's a principal holiday, like we always have, or feast of Christianity, like I'm saying. And it marks the resurrection of Jesus three days after his death by the crucifixion. That is all about Easter that we're talking about. Praise the Lord. Now, for many Christian churches, and as it were all over the world, Easter is a joyful end to Lenten season of fasting and penitence. No, there's a time people fast for their sins, you know. So, like the Anglican churches or other churches, you hear about Lent. Lent. Have you heard about that? Good. So, it's a Lenten season, and it's always a time for fasting and penitence. That is, repenting of sins and asking God for forgiveness, you know. It's just like it is done with the with the the Muslim the fasting season. They have their fasting season. So in Easter, I mean uh, Easter period, as it were, with most traditional churches, is a time for fasting, and they fast all through down to uh, today. So by tomorrow they'll be free. Am I right, baby? Yeah, that's what you do on Easter. Yeah, praise God. Uh, I've not so much observed that maybe. I don't know we shall have to do that. I don't know what that stands for anyway. But I want to show you what it really stands for in the Bible. Um, and what we should be doing at this moment. Why it is good to do all of those fasting. It's nice to understand not just why we are doing it. But what it ought to bring to us. So that's why I call it the glory of Easter. Look at 1 Corinthians 15 verse number 13. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 15 verse number 13. The Bible says, if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. Are you there with me? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. And your faith is also vain. Yea, and we have found false witnesses of, of God, Paul is speaking anyway, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ. Whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is Christ not risen. Hallelujah. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and you are yet in your sins. This is the key. If Christ is not raised, your faith is in vain. Hallelujah. 
and you are yet in your sins. So the key point is Easter speaks of forgiveness of our sins. Are you there with me? By reason of his resurrection, our sins are forgiven. Now we got to begin to think about what he did. We got to begin to rejoice in what he did. We got to begin to appreciate him for what he did. And that is that our sins are what? Forgiven. That is the major, major import of Easter. So it's not a historical event in the contents of which we celebrate it. We got to celebrate Easter realizing that our sins are forgiven. Are you following it? So this gives us a clear definition and purpose of the resurrection of Christ. What was that? Our sins are forgiven. Praise the Lord. Now let me say something here. Your sins were not forgiven on the cross. Your sins were forgiven when he rose. Are you done with me? <laughs> I want you to pick it so that when you are celebrating, you celebrate with the consciousness of the Father that my sins are forgiven. You have to walk with that understanding. You have to walk with that reality. Now, when He rose, my sins were forgiven. In other words, our sins are forgiven through what? His resurrection. So, what we are celebrating. Is the understanding that our sins are forgiven because he rose from the grave. Therefore, we are appreciating the Lord Jesus Christ for what he did. Hallelujah. So, even if you are doing this ceremony all through the month, whatever as the case may be. It has to be with this understanding that my sins are what are forgiven. You don't do it in remembrance of his death. No. Because the problem is, if you do anything in remembrance of his death, you are equally saying, he dead, and you are only remembering the fact that he died. Anything remembrance means, you know what that stands for? You remember your old father sometimes, right? Come on. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. You remember your old fathers? You remember, you know, people you've lost before? And so, it's a remembrance. And, you know, from obituary, you go to remembrance. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's all we do. And we, we still think that Jesus is dead. When we do remembrance thing, we are saying he's dead. But the man said, he's alive forevermore. When he rose from the grave, he come alive. So we are not remembering a dead person. We are in fellowship with a living being. Are you still there with me? When somebody saying, Pastor, but he said, do the remembrance of me. That was just within 40 days, if you must remember. <laughs> it was a short period when he left. Praise God. 
But let's not go into that. Now, if you choose to do this yearly, it's no problem. But you must go beyond a yearly celebration to a walk in newness of life. It's not about you celebrating it every year. It is how much of his life that has impacted you right now that we are living in. That's what Easter stands for. Newness of life. Look at the book of Romans chapter 6. Romans 6 verse 5, verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. But like as Christ were raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also shall walk what? In newness of life. We shall walk in newness of life. You can't be celebrating Easter and you are living the life that you were living before. You got to know about it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So here is the thing. The point is the fruit of the resurrection. Is our walk in the newness of life. And that is the impact of Easter. You are a transformed being. From who you used to be. To another being. Your celebration of Easter is a declaration of your new life before you were born again. Praise God, somebody. Romans 6, verse 4 again. We are buried therefore with him by the baptism to death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, this amplified translation. So we too might habitually. Glory. Look at that. Did you see that? We may habitually live and behave in newness of life. That's Easter. Are you with me? You see, when you celebrate Easter on a yearly basis and you go back living the life that you were living before, you only held a religious ceremony observed. You have not seen the power of Easter. Look at it again. Buried therefore with him by the baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father. So we too might habitually live and behave what? In newness of life. That is Easter. Take Romans chapter 1, go to verse 3 and 4. Let me show you something. Live and behave is the key word. Concerning his son Christ, or Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Is that okay? Look at the next verse. And declared to be the son of God with power. According to the spirit of holiness. By what? The resurrection from the dead. 
He became the son of God when he was raised. As a human being, he was the son of David. Praise God. Are you following me? He was the seed of David. But when he was raised from the grave, he became the son of God. And so when you were buried with him and rose again, you are actually receiving a new seed into your life to be called the son of God. Praise the Lord. So we are looking at the power of a transformed life when we talk about Easter. From just being a sinner with sins forgiven but beginning to live. Another life entirely from the previous one. We have before the realization of Easter. Which is actually Passover from one life to another life. That's Easter. You're moving from one life to another life. You see, it's very unfortunate that even as we celebrate what we are talking about, we don't understand what it stands for. We just do religious activity yearly. But the truth is, God wants you to live a habitual life, recognizing, in fact, if you must celebrate, it's your life you live that speaks of celebration, not the activities. The conduct you put up, that is what Easter really is. So Easter is not a one-time event in the year. Easter is a habitual life you live on a daily basis. Praise God. Are you there? So with the power of Easter, we have to do resurrection. We should be looking at a globally transformed communities. And home by reason of our faith in the singular act of Christ's resurrection. What is happening in your family? What is your relationship with your husband, your wife, and your children? What is your relationship, your conduct towards your sisters and your brothers in the fellowship? That is what is Easter. Easter is not an event. Easter is a transformed life. Easter is fellowshipping in the spirit and the power of Christ. Among brethren, among sisters, among husband and wife, we should be looking at transformed communities, transformed homes. Easter is a time of forgiveness. Just like you were raised and your sins were forgiven. It's a time you forgive people who sin against you. It's a daily life. Habitual. In fact, Easter is a habit. Oh, glory. Praise the living God. It's a habitual living. So, Easter is a habit. The habit you put up, the habit you display, your habit and how you conduct yourself amongst people, that is Easter. Are you listening to me? Easter is not a one time event in the year. <laughs> It's a habitual lifestyle. So we're talking about what transforms your language towards people. What transforms your conduct towards people. That is Easter. If we understand what Easter stands for, it's imperative for us to understand that we should have more peace on the earth today. Because if any man sins against you, you're going to forgive that individual. That's Easter. When men accuse you, when men sin against you, that power to forgive what they've done to you is Easter you are celebrating. 
Not an event. Not just one time event once in a year on the calendar. No, that is religion. Hallelujah. He was raised from the grave with the power of the spirit of holiness. That is to say, it's about time you demonstrate holiness towards every aspect of your life and the life of people who are around you. That is Easter. Praise God. So what have we really experienced in our faith in this work of resurrection? If I may ask you, how transform is your life? Have you come out as of gossip? Have you come out of backbiting people? Have you come out of the spirit of jealousy? We're talking about newness of life. You say, Pastor, I can't do it. Yes, you couldn't on your own, but there's a power of resurrection that makes you to be able to do ordinary what you couldn't have been able to do. So we'll come to a place where, thank you, Father, where people offend you, it doesn't affect your spirit. It doesn't affect your emotions. It doesn't affect your mind. Even towards those people. There is something I keep on saying, forgive. Forgive. When you are trying to make a wrong decision concerning the offenses that have come to you, you hear another spirit saying what? Forgive, because I forgive you. Demonstrate Easter anytime, any day. Let people see how much of Easter you have received into your life. It's not a yearly activity for the true sons of God. It's a time to manifest a transformed life habitually. Hallelujah. As difficult as that may be, but it's a time to turn the other cheek. When they slap you on this cheek, turn the other one. They ask you to walk two miles, walk how many miles? Jesus said, that is Easter. You are celebrating a newness of life. How many of us are into this? Other than the yearly activities that we get into. No. We are not manifesting Easter. We are not celebrating Easter. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now let this be a moment for you in this house. If you have any grudge against anybody. Right now. Before I'm done with this message. It's about time you forgive. Let's celebrate. Let's enter into the new season. Which is the season God has made for us. Which is called what? Easter. Praise the living God. Are we to leave it out on the more perfect yearly celebration? Not at all. It's got to be every moment of our life. I like the description in Romans 6. You talk about habitual living. Amen? So if I live, we can have this transformed life through this celebration. Then we should truly be declaring the resurrection of who? Of Christ. So when you understand the resurrection of Christ, every bit of your life on a daily basis reflects him. By implication, you're already declaring Easter every day. In your relationship to people, in your conduct to your husband, to your wife, you're declaring Easter. Because the newness of life that must be lived habitually. Not one day, habitually. Not in a season, habitually. We are talking of 24-7 of your life. 
is his son. Praise God. Until this happens, it's just a mere ceremony that we are conducting. And that is not what Christ rose for. Christ didn't rise so that we can continue with mere ceremonies. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at verse number 7. You can take it from the Amplified. Paul, clean out that old living that you may be fresh new though still uncontaminated as you are for Christ. Our Passover lamb have been sacrificed for us. Who is our Passover lamb? Jesus. So, you see, you were in one life, you moved to another life. And this is what they were doing, remember, when they were sacrificing the Paschal lamb in Egypt. They wanted to leave Egypt. The sacrifice had to come. The lamb. And then they left. And guess what? Where darkness was on the other side, glory was on this side. Where the children of Israel were. Whatever home they were, the glory was there. When darkness covered Egypt, the glory was on the house of every Israelite in Egypt. How many of you remember that? Praise the living God somebody. By reason of the Passover, they moved out of Egypt. So when you celebrate Easter, you are moving from your old life to a new life. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. That is Easter. Like I told you before, the word Easter ordinarily should read Passover. Amen? Look at verse 8. Therefore, let us keep the feast. What feast? The feast of Passover. The feast of Easter. Let us keep the feast, not with old living, nor with living of malice, I mean vice and malice and wickedness, but with the unliving bread of all purity, nobility, honor, and sincerity, and unadulterated truth. Let's keep the feast. Are you following me? Therefore, if you are observing Easter or Passover the way it should be and you still walk with your old man of malice and wickedness you are not celebrating Passover it's deception you follow what I'm saying this is a habitual lifestyle that you must come out of wickedness you must come out of jealousy you must come out of avarice you must Whatever thing that is contrary to the purity of the Spirit of Christ, you got to get out of it. That is how you celebrate Easter. Hallelujah. If we truly come to above this, the world will be a better place than it is today. If we truly understand what Easter stands for, the church will be a better place than it is today. We don't understand what Easter really means. But I'm saying this is what Easter stands for. Praise the living God. So this newness of life is a transformation of our soul. Which is our mind, our will, our emotion, and our intellect. This transformed life affects your emotions. They affect your thinking. They affect your mind. 
So, the purity we're talking about is the purity of your soul. How you think about your brother? What do you wish your sister? The purity of your soul. You can't live in deception as a thing that you're celebrating Easter. No. You can't live in wickedness and then you're celebrating Easter every year. You're deceiving yourself. We should be growing from glory to glory about the spirit of Christ that dwelleth in and within us. Which is what he was saying about the kingdom of God. We are expressing the kingdom through the Easter power. Because the spirit that raised Christ from the grave now dwells in you, which is the spirit of God, which is the kingdom of God. Therefore, the lifestyle of a kingdomite is what you find to be what? Easter. Praise the living God. You can't be cheating people. You can't be mocking people. You can't be angry all the time with everybody. You can't be living in unforgiveness and you claim to be a child of God and you are celebrating Easter. You are living in deception. Don't forget this. God is not mocked. You can't deceive God by pretending and talking about kingdom or Easter, whatever it is. You just can't. Praise the living God. Are you still following me? Remember I'm talking about Easter. The glory of Easter. Amen? I said amen. You see this picture on the wall. We saw three things there. But if I have my way, I will not put those things there. Because Easter didn't start here. Easter is on the other side of these three things. <laughs> Praise God somebody. We are not celebrating his death. We are celebrating his resurrection. Did you get that? And that's a new age entirely. That's a new life entirely. These three things you see, which is the three cross, speaks of your old man. Now we are not talking about the old man. We are talking about the new man. And the new man is on the other side of the cross. As good as the cross is, your life was not better than the cross. It was better than resurrection. You together. So you can't partake of Christ's resurrection and still be full of malice and hatred towards your fellow brother, husband or wife. That is not how to celebrate Easter. Praise God. It's so easy. Easter bring out, I mean, brought forth a new people, a new kingdom, a new lifestyle that God intended his people to manifest on the face of the earth. That's what God intended to do. And that's what he did. If you have not started living a life, it's not because God didn't do it. It simply means you have not tasted yet the power that raised Christ from the grave. But if you raise, I mean, you tasted a power, that means your conduct will begin to change. And it's changed from glory, from glory, from glory to another glory. It's a continuous change. That's why it's a habitual lifestyle. Hallelujah. Paul gave us a lot of issues of a transformed life and the newness of work, how it should be, and so on and so forth. Can we look at Galatians 5, verse 22? You can take from any simple translation you want. But the Spirit produces love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. There is no law against such things as these. You can go back and read it. Let's take it from Amplified Translation. Verse 22. This is what the newness of life carries. This is what the power of Easter has produced in your life. For the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes. Glory to God. The work which his presence, the kingdom, accomplishes. Is what? Love. Now, if you take time to look at that, it starts with love. That means every other spirit is found within love. The fruit of the spirit is, he didn't say the fruit of the spirit are. Come on, are you noticing that? That means every other thing you see, love, I mean peace, gladness, Patient, an evil temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, all is found where? In love. That's why there's no other commandment I've given to you, but I should love one another. Love is all that summarizes everything you find in Galatians 5 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is not I. Hallelujah. And look at the next verse, verse 23. Gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such things there is no law that can bring a charge against you. Can I hear an amen to that? If you leave it out this particular scriptures, no power can come against you. No law, no accusation. Come on, I need to get that. No accusation, even from the devil. There is no law that can come against you. Oh, glory. Nothing can bring a charge against you if you're living out the power of the resurrection. The devil can't accuse you. Witches can accuse you. No power can if you can live out the fruit of the spirit, which is the product of what? Of Easter. So all the time you're afraid because you're not walking in this spirit realm, in the dimension of the fruit of the spirit. If you're living out this fruit of the spirit, I am assuring you, fear will disappear from your life. Unbelief will disappear from your life. The thought of what people are going to do to you tomorrow will disappear from your life. If only you can live out this fruit of the spirit, no charge can be brought against you. No law can be brought against you. No accusation can be brought against you that can stand. That is Easter. Are we still here? Praise the living God. So we're talking about a new life. New spirit. New mindset. New people. Praise God. Are we still here? So we find here that we must get out of the spirit of jealousy, anger, unforgiving spirit, and embrace the reality of the manifestation of the fruit of the spirit which is love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, 
No, we got to embrace those spirit and no power. When we go to sleep, we sleep soundly, not thinking about what anybody can do. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's the mark of a transformed life. The fruit of the spirit is the mark of what? Of a transformed life. Amen. And it brings out to that place of the likeness of his resurrection. When we talk about the likeness, remember we shared that. Image and likeness of God. The likeness of his resurrection is a production of those things that the Holy Spirit makes manifest in our life. So look with me again. Romans chapter 6 verse 5. Romans 6 verse 5. For if I have been planted, if I become one with him, by sharing a death like his, we shall also be one with him in the sharing his resurrection by a new life lived by who? For God. You together? Romans 6 verse 5 we just read. Oh man. We got to have a newness of life by reason of his resurrection. So we see that when he walked into the room for instance, Let's look at that. I'll show you something. The glory of resurrection is what I'm dealing with. Go with me to Luke chapter 24 verse 36. Luke 24 verse 36. And as they all spake, Jesus himself stood. Listen. After resurrection now. He made to the disciples on the road to Emmaus. But before them he spoke to Mary. Go tell my disciples I have risen. Right? But because they were afraid, they hid themselves in the house, locked up the doors. They locked everywhere. Because they feel Jesus was gone, persecution now is coming. And Jesus walked into the room. And they were afraid and they thought he was a ghost. And he told them, no, I'm not a ghost. Let's read the story. And they thought speak. Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. And said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they have seen a spirit. It's a ghost. And he said unto them, Why are you troubled? And why do your thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath no flesh and bones as you see me have. There's a power of resurrection. Did you get that? He walked into the house with a different body. When we realize the fullness of resurrection, we come into the place where this physical body cannot restrain us. We move beyond the natural. You can literally walk into the spirit and walk out of the spirit. That's the power of Easter. The same spirit that raised him from the grave Give him a new body. He's dwelling in your body now. And bringing transformation to your body. But it's starting from your spirit. And then to your soul. From your soul to your physical body. Can I tell you something? A time is coming when this body can no longer see corruption. Praise the living God. All these are the workings of Easter. When you celebrate Easter, have this mindset. By reason of Easter, my body cannot see corruption. By reason of Easter, sickness is dying in my body. By reason of Easter, I have a newness of life. 
a sister. You have to start changing from your soul realm and embracing the fruit of the spirit. The next thing that begins to happen is your body will begin to receive transformation. And John will pray to girls, I wish above all things that I may live in health and prosper even as your soul world prospered. So there is a place for healthy living. There's a place for natural health without assistance from any power. It's flowing from the spirit. And these are the benefits of what? Of Easter. Are you following it? I got a story this morning. The sister went to the mission. It was in a hotel room. Woke up in the morning. It's a preacher. Woke up in the morning. Find her wallet was missing. He tried to locate. Guess what? The door was locked. It was bolted. Not only key, bolted. How did the wallet get out of the room to our side? Was a mystery. But people entered, took our wallet, took out all the money, dropped the wallet by her gate and left. How did they enter? Hallelujah. He was a well, whatever it is. But like what she was trying to tell me, say, I bolted the door. I said, yes. The Lord is only teaching you something. That life we are living as Christian now is very much below what God expects us to live. You know, the Calabar people, they have a charm if they want to sleep with a woman, they can just go use their back, touch the door, and they enter inside. Have you heard a story? I've been told. Are you following what I'm talking about? They can literally walk into a house even everywhere is locked. Why am I saying what I'm saying? We think anything that has this to do with this demonic, then you are going to say Jesus was demonic. Because just like those people can walk in, Jesus walked in. But what I'm trying to say is this, anything you know that is positive has a negative aspect. So if men can vanish, you too can vanish. But we are living below what God has given to us. When you preach what I'm preaching, they say, that is, I mean, oh no, that can be gospel, that can be gospel. But Jesus demonstrated it. And whatever, whoever, however he lived, that is the way God intended us to the world to live. We're living below we are celebrating Easter. It's a time for us to think. Why is my life still where it is? Ravaged with sicknesses. Subdued all the time. Weakness, pains. Why is this supposed to be so? When there is power of resurrection. Praise the Lord. Can I say this again? Everything that is negative has a positive aspect. The devil is only a copycat. He copies what is in God's kingdom. The devil has no originality. Only God has originality. So anything you see in the work of darkness, know that there's an original one. Praise the Lord. We read of Simon the sorcerer that was doing healings before Philip came to Samaria. How many of you remember that? Good. 
Now he realized at the end of the day that the pie he was using was not the original power. But it was healing people. And he went to Peter and I said, give me this power. And Jesus, Peter said, you're going to die with your money. Because you don't have a good heart. You think the gift of God can be bought with money. That means he realized that what he was using was not the original. He wanted the original. Are you sitting with me? And so, what Jesus demonstrated is the original. Even if other people are doing it, here is the original. And that means you too can walk into that life. That's why the Bible keeps on telling you, seek those things above, not on things on the earth. Our mind is consumed with earthly things, but in the greater glory in the things of the heaven, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. And this is part of the expression. A precious brother passed into glory last month. Precious brother. And people are asking questions. Where is it, brother, now? Is he in heaven or wherever? They're just asking the question. And a lot of answers were coming in. But see, what people don't understand is this. But I've taught you here before, the glory on the other side. You don't die and remain in the cemetery. You take up a new body. You can walk out of the other realm, into this realm, and walk out of this realm to the other realm. You can do that. That's why the ladder that, that Jacob saw, he saw angels ascending and descending. Ascending and descending. They were not spiritual angels. They were the sons of God passing through Christ into the realm of spirit and back. It was a ladder that Jacob saw. But that ladder we find in John chapter 1. Jesus explained that. Henceforth, he shall see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. He was the ladder that Jacob saw in Genesis 28. And through him, you can move into the spirit and come out of the spirit. He walked out of the grave, went to the door. That was the power of resurrection. And that's Easter. All we think about in church is money. All we think about in church is words. All we think about in church is, just think about it. These are mundane things. There's a greater revelation of God's glory as far as resurrection power is concerned. Jesus walked in there and the doors were locked. How which you begin to receive transformation in your body. How which you begin to receive this power of God flow through your entire system. Touching and healing every fiber of your spirit. That is Easter. So when I celebrate Easter, I think over my body. I think about my soul. I'm not celebrating Easter or doing like other people do that once a year, carry some plywood or whatever. You know, uh, I'm not thinking about that. I knew what that was, but I knew what it is right now. And what this is, my body should receive healing constantly and bring me to the place of complete transformation. Praise God. Are we still here? So you got to see that. The resurrection power works through our soul, then to affect our bodies. Let's look at 1 Peter 1 verse number 3. The power of Easter, the glory of Easter is not something you celebrate once in a year. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 1 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy had begotten us again unto what? A lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus for where? From the dead. There's a hope we're looking at. By reason of Easter, 
So when you are celebrating Easter, then you'll be thinking about the hope. What is the hope? I'll show you from the book of Romans chapter 8. 22, I mean 23 to 24. Life the hope. So the beginning of the Easter miracles and manifestation is that you are born again. That's the beginning. Then being born again, you have hope. Lively hope. Not hope of going to get mansions. No, that's not what he's talking about. Hallelujah. I'll show you from the scriptures now. We are begotten by reason of Easter. And we walk into a new life. And now we have a hope. After being begotten as sons or children of God, we now have the spirit working our soul. And then there is a hope we are also waiting for. And I say this again and again. It's not a hope of rapture. But I'll show you what the hope is. Romans 8, 23-24. Now if you look at verse 19, it talks about creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And he said, and not only they, that not only creation, but ourselves also, which have the first fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to with what? The redemption of our body. Look at the next verse. For we are saved by hope. Glory to God. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what man seeth, why does he do what? Hope for it. We are hoping for a change of this body. So this is not all that God has for us. Are you listening to me? We are saved by hope. Peter called it lively hope. That means your body should be receiving transformation on a daily basis. Sicknesses have no power to continuously reside in our body. Are you listening to me? Diseases have no power to continuously reside within our body. You see, it's easy to say we are the temple of God. But the reality is not there. I remember one time I was traveling to a lorry very far on the road. We were driving on the right. I think I was going with Reverend James. I think the wife was driving from Benin. There was a madman sitting on the road at the center of the road. And we go to the place and find that all vehicles were taken another side. In fact, because of the way she was, he was sitting, you can pass through. So you, they were not using one lane when they get to the madman. And we pass. And the spirit began to ask me some questions. Then I asked, how come everybody is dodging this man? Now, if it's a normal man, drivers will knock him off. Am I correct? If there are normal people sitting there, they are normal people, drivers, you need craze. They will knock you off and go away. But here was a madman, and they were avoiding the madman. What's responsible? I believe the madman was a temple of a spirit. And the spirit is saying, you can't destroy my temple now. So he gave instruction to whoever is coming to pass another way. Somebody said, Pastor, what are you talking about? My wife is a medical person. I asked her the question some time ago. Why do mad people go to this, to, to dustbin and eat anything they see there? And they are healthy. Why? 
And she said, because they are immune to diseases. I said, so why can't we be also immune to diseases? I don't forget what I'm talking about. But there's a spirit resting in these mad people that making it impossible for them to fall into sickness. The proof is not in science. It's in the spirit. Are you listening to me? You, you just try and go and take even, even the food in your house that says overnight. You will say, no, 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 no. It's disease. It's muko. You know, you can't eat it again. But here is a madman. The one you threw away three, four, five days ago. They'll pick it up, eat it in your present, under the sun, under the rain. They are still walking. They carry heavy bags. They are not tired. What do you think is responsible? You say they are immune? They are immune to tiredness too? No. There's a spirit resident in them that keeps the body strong. That renew my strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Say they mount as eagles. They shall not be weary. They shall not faint. That's the power of the spirit resident in the people. I'm talking about Easter in case you've forgotten. Are you sitting there with me? Oh yeah, we are today. Headache. My hand just is crushing me. My stomach. Something is just swelling here. Ah, no. I said no. If the spirit can keep those demons walking in the... How many of you remember the one in the cemetery? You talked about that yesterday. This is a man they cannot chain. Where did he get the power from? They chain him, he'll break it. No matter what you used to chain that man, he's going to break it. Where was the power coming from? From within. Another kingdom, like you said. Now today, we ought to receive another kingdom. And the same power ought to be resident within us. Breaking every fetal, breaking every chain. That is sister. Lie down every day, wake up very sluggishly. Huh? You only wow, no, no energy. No energy. Why? We are devoid of the power of the resurrection. That same thing that caused Jesus to walk into the room. Everywhere was locked up. He teach you, they say you are teaching mysticism, but this is Bible. I'm not teaching mysticism. This is a reality. Praise God. There are people say witches fly. They fly into your house. You know, whatever. Okay. And they carry you from the bed, put you on the floor. Wake up in the next morning, you're on the floor. Oh, depressed me all through the night. What were you doing? Praise God, somebody. I'll be pressing you every day, they press you. It's about time you press somebody too. Hallelujah. How can you continuously be oppressed by some silly spirit that I call witches? No. That's what I keep telling people. You don't die in the power of a witch and witch killed you. And then you tell me, when you get to heaven, what are you going to tell God? The witch killed me. God is saying, you are stupid. Get back here out of this place. Get behind me, Satan. That's what God's going to tell you. Because for you to go there and say, a witch killed you. It's an embarrassment to the resurrection power. Are you following me? 
For when the demons saw Jesus, what happened? They cried out. They cried out. But here we are today, which will be looking us on the face. Huh? Power of resurrection. Easter is not a joke. Easter is not a ceremony. <laughs> Easter is life. That he lived habitually, perpetually, in the newness of the power of the glory of God. Hallelujah. So when we're celebrating Easter, we should have all this in focus. Getting to be better transformed persons each day and celebrating eventuality of the newness of the power that walks within our body. Hallelujah. We should be having a better lovable Christian spirit, filling the environment of our homes, changing life, transforming every situation. When you step into an environment, a new spirit pulsates out of you. You exude a new life, a new power, a new glory. And you step into where the darkness light comes in. Because we are light carriers. That's the power of Easter. Are you following me? Are you against the ceremony? No, 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 no. But I'm saying, get beyond ceremony and get into the reality. Is that okay? Get beyond the ceremony. Go out of beyond the ceremony and come into the reality of what has happened. Maybe next year we're going to get some cross and carry them along this place. <laughs> Praise God. Are you listening to me? You got to come to the place of transformation and say, by the power of Easter, your body is receiving a transformation. Healing power of God should be flowing in and through you right now. Stand up, somebody. I just need you to think about this. There is so much in that which is called Easter. There is so much in that which is called Passover that we are celebrating. It's a season of transformation in our soul, then in our physical body. I need you to begin to talk to the Father. How is your soul responding to the power of Easter? Don't forget, the power of Easter flows through Galatians 5 in your soul realm. Galatians 5 and verse 22, 23. That is where Easter starts from. That is where the manifestation of the newness starts from. What do you have right now? I mean, do you still have anything in your heart against anybody, against people, whatever they feel about you, whatever they say about you? Do you still come to the place of grumbling? Do you have envy or jealousy in your heart? You're living in deception. This is why sicknesses are not living in your body. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.